Hello everybody, welcome to the first episode of the Super Sentai Power Hour. I'm Trevor. Um, he doesn't have a cool name yet. <laughs> uh, I think the video skipped there, hopefully it doesn't show up in the uh, final product. Anyway, we decided to make this podcast because we're both huge fans of Power Rangers and Super Sentai and wanted to share our fandom with the world. For me personally... Because according to YouTube a while ago, Power Ranger content doesn't do, do well, but like Money Morphing Power, MMPR Toys did a video saying that YouTube doesn't like Power Rangers for some reason, but we don't care, we're doing this anyway. Pretty much. As for me personally, I got, I got into Power Rangers... Uh, at Lightspeed Rescue, very beginning of Lightspeed Rescue. It's still my favorite season. Carter Grayson will always be my number one ranger. He is the Red Ranger template for me. He's courageous, he's brave, he goes out and leads the team as he should. And pretty much no Red Ranger since has really topped him for me. Even old, even older Red Rangers like Tommy and uh, oh my god, my dogs, doggo, doggo. Anyway, every Red Ranger since has never really topped him for me. I, even older Red Rangers like Tommy and Jason, they're great. Don't get me wrong. Especially, especially Jason in the MMPR days. We'll get into him later. Um, I'm. Carter is probably my, one of my favorite Red Rangers, but I would, I, I would say, well, he's my favorite Red Ranger. But after him, I would say maybe Wes from Time Force is the second favorite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wes was Wes is interesting to me because he started out as very gung ho and he. He was just like he was just like, yeah, I want to do this. But especially for the first couple of episodes, uh, the whoever I can't remember the name of the Pink Ranger right now, Jen, Jen, yeah, Jen, Jen, uh, Jen didn't really like him. <laughs> he thought he he was just a rich boy that was kind of feigning interest, I guess. And plus, he looked. And plus, the whole point of the fact that he's genetically connected to her fiance, who was just, who she just witnessed get killed, pretty much. So we'll talk about Time Force and its Sentai equivalent, Time Ranger, in another episode. But uh, why don't you tell the people your history with Power Rangers and Sentai? It's very similar to mine. Yeah. Well, I got around. I got into it around the same time. Well, my introduction to it was I had the '95 movie on VHS, and I spent a period of time not knowing that it was it was a show and thinking it was the movie. But then I got the Green with Evil VHS tapes and watched those to the point where my, those tapes stopped working, and watched some. Found out that it was either Lightspeed or Time Force. I remember watching it on TV then. Then kept watching it around. I stopped watching around Operation Overdrive, but over time I discovered the 
Japanese series Super Sentai and got back into it. Yeah. Because with um, Power Rangers, it's a but with Power Rangers, it's one of those things where it's a kid's show here in America, but then you get into the older demographic of the Sentai, then you get back into it as an adult. But Sentai, yeah. that's another topic. Yeah. Um, for those who actually don't know where to watch uh, Sentai, we'll, I'll get into that real quick. Um, there are a lot of... It's pretty much fan subs at this point. Except for Jew Ranger up till I think Time Ranger at this point, Shout Factory has made. They also made Jetman, so they have plans on making older Sentai's. That's that's actually really good. So Jetman up until Time Ranger, I think they're do they're up to now. That so you can buy those DVDs from Shout Factory and they stream them too. Actually, I think we're on Hurricane. Really? We're, on, we're on Hurricane now? Alright, that's cool. Because I remember MMPR Toys did a video on it, I think. Or either Hurricane or Gal Ranger. Alright, well, that's great. But if you want official releases, you can go to Shout Factory, buy DVDs straight from them. I think they sell them on Amazon too. Um, but if you want anything else, like, older than Jetman or newer than Gal Ranger Hurricaneer, then you gotta go to, uh, fan subs. I know, uh, Bunny Hat subs had a lot for a while. They're defunct now, I believe, for, for whatever reason. But, um, I know, uh, TV Nihon, that's T-V-N-I-H-O-N, uh, they have a lot of, a lot of the newer fa- fan sub series, including the newest Kira Major. That's like the most definitive one that the fan base uses to watch Sentai. And also, you can get, I believe, Jew Ranger through Kaku Ranger on Verve. Yeah. And also, Common Rider. The original Common Rider is on Verve now. So all 80 some odd episodes of that. Uh, we might get into Common Rider at some point on this podcast. It's it's very much related metal, to metal Super Sentai. Really. Well, Common Rider came first and Sentai was like a spinoff. Yeah. So And even these days, Common Rider and Super Sentai have their interconnections. They show up on each other's shows all the time. Okay. It's like a big shared universe, like Marvel. Pretty much. So we'll talk about Common Rider at some point. But today's main topic is Jew Ranger and MMP. Versus Mighty. So Mighty Morphin, for those of you who don't know, what came to the states through Saban as the American version of Koryu Sentai Jew Ranger. And Koryu Sentai Jew Ranger is uh, what number is that? Let me look it's that up. The, for... it's the 16th season. Yeah, 16. It came after Jetman. Mm-hmm. So now let's just talk about what we think of the the season for for a little bit. What's your opinion on Jew Ranger? 
if you love Mighty Morphin and don't want it, want your views on it hurt, or don't watch the Ranger because it's so much better and it makes Mighty Morphin seem not unwatchable, but the Ranger has much better storylines and it feels less like a toy commercial when compared to Mighty Morphin. Yeah, my more my Morphin being a '90s show was basically, hey, we have toys. Let's show them off. For example, the Megazord, I don't think we got until like the fifth episode of Zero Ranger, but in Mighty Morphin, it's just like the weapons, the Megazords, all the power-ups, everything. It's just episode one, buy our products. Yeah, well, actually, uh, the main weapons for both seasons aren't available in the first episode. Okay. So, I'm just for... I watched both episodes, both first episodes recently, yesterday, in fact. So it's pretty pretty fresh in my mind. At least the first episodes. I'm going to watch yeah, I, the I, entire. I put on. Seasons. I put on Jew Ranger this morning. Jew Ranger is very good. It's one of the one of the best Sentai's you can watch. If you are just getting into Super Sentai. I would say watch Jew Ranger if you have Verve, as I said, it's on there. That's VRV.com. Um, you can make a free account or you can pay for their premium service. I pay for it. It's very useful because I'm also a huge anime fan. So uh, they have all sorts of anime. They have is it like you pay for it? Is it like you pay for it and there's no commercials or something like that? Or yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, but it also gains you access to their entire catalog of everything. That's so good. they don't just have anime; they have they have uh, old cartoons through Boomerang. Yeah. So you it's can like, get like Scooby Doo and Looney Tunes, and it's like an uh, animation focused. Act. Yeah, it's an, it's it's animation focused, but they have their own content on there as well. As their Verve Select, which is what the Sentai and Kamen Rider is under. Okay, I yeah, I, have, I haven't used that software, that, that streaming service, but I've heard, heard that it's good for that type of stuff. It is. But anyway, back to Jew Ranger. Um, it's a very good first Sentai. Um, it, has, it doesn't get crazy with, like, tens of Rangers... Like uh, Koryuger or Decoranger. Sure. Uh, and it's not. Um, it's not like. I wouldn't call the original series of Sentai unwatchable. They're just harder to watch because it's harder to find a sub version. And it's and it's very like. I mean, I love looking at old stuff with old visual effects, but. Where some people will probably be hard to get into with like how primitive all the visuals are. Yeah. So the original team of Jew Rangers is the Red Ranger Geki, the Black Ranger Goshi, the Blue Ranger is crap. The Yellow Ranger boy, which is easy to remember because it's yeah. a boy in Japan. All right, so here it is. So as as you can see, this will be uploaded to YouTube, by the way. 
Um, the Red Ranger is Geki, the Black Ranger is Goshi, the Blue Ranger is Dan, the Yellow Ranger is Boy, the Pink Ranger is May, and the Green Ranger down the line is Burai. Burai. And I think Burai is like Geki's brother or something. Yeah, there. It's like Geki. He was supposed to be king of his tri- tribe, but Burai was supposed to be, and he wants to kill Geki to get the power over his tribe. From what I remember. Yeah. Um. I think MMPR and. Jew Ranger are very similar up until you get to the Green Ranger, pretty much. Because the biggest difference is Green Ranger gets killed off in Japan, but in America it was like we he, they couldn't kill him off because it was a kids' show, but they made it so like Tommy the Green Ranger loses his powers and leaves the show. But the character was so popular and sold so many toys that they had to bring him back. Yeah, pretty much. And whereas in Japan, every new Sentai is a new team for the first, what was it, three seasons of MMPR, they just used variations of the same team. And then the the fight scenes began looking like more cheaper because they had to film original footage because... Then they'll have to. Then they created the Alien Ranger story arc to use the Coffee Ranger suits. Yeah, the, there's only what five Alien Ranger episodes? Three? It's a five part miniseries, which was basically just to get rid of the unused footage. Yeah, and we'll get into Kaku Ranger another t- another time but Kaku Ranger is also very good. I haven't watched too much of it but it's pretty good. It's drastically different from what we got in Power Rangers. Definitely. And then um, the second season of MMPR was supposed to be Die Ranger in Japan and they never ended up using the Die Ranger suits but oddly enough in Super Mega Force they had them in oh, for an episode. Yeah, the, they were called the Legendary Squadron Rangers. Uh, we'll get into the Super Mega Force another time. That's a whole nother bag of worms. But let's just forget that ever happened. <laughs> and that's most people's opinion. I I I liked a lot of of, of Mega Force and Super Mega Force. But we'll get into that another time. I would like it if Gokaiju didn't exist. Yeah. I, if Gokaiju didn't exist, I would like Mega Force more. Yeah, Gokaiju is is Super Mega Force on steroids. It's done right, pretty much. Let's change Gokaiju. Pretty much. But anyway, back to the topic at hand. Don't want too many tangents. Um. I have, I don't think I've actually seen the original MMPR movie. Oh, you, you haven't? I don't think so. I think I had the the VHS, but I don't think I ever watched it. Huh. 
So well, eventually probably, I'll have to get to that. <laughs> we could do a commentary track. Yeah, eventually. But anyway, so whereas in Japan everything was team by team, MMPR had three seasons of basically variations of the same team until Alien Rangers, where the original team was made into kids, and the Alien Rangers came in from another from planet Aquatar, was it, right? Yep. The, 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 the Aquatar and their species was called the Equations, and well, they always kept the same costumes, but they would trans. What they would transition is the Zords, so they would use the the Megazord stock footage from Japan. Yeah, and for j- just as a side note, if you're into kaiju shows like Godzilla and uh, Ultraman. Anything like that, I think you'll get into Super Sentai because a lot of that is very similar. It's the big robo versus the huge ass monster, and especially in newer seasons of Super Sentai, not so much Power Rangers, but in the newer seasons of Super Sentai, like the newest I've seen of Super Sentai is Joe Huger. I haven't seen Ryu Soldier or especially not Kira Major. Kira Major is the newest one. Um, I haven't seen any I don't of even those. Know I just and, saw like the Megazord and that's it. And I saw a little bit of Lupin Ranger and Pata Ranger. Lupin that series. It it looks pretty cool, but it gets very from what I've seen, anyway, it gets very... A lot of rangers, like they've been doing for the last few seasons of, of Sentai. Well, the problem is, is if you have too many rangers, you can't really develop all of them as characters in one season. So that's why I tend to prefer to start out with three rangers and get five and six. Yeah, that's why I liked... Uh, I'm looking forward to starting Beast Morphers... Because that just got on Netflix. I've seen the first episode. I liked it. I haven't finished it. It's on Netflix. Yep. So I'll be watching that at some point. Because I really liked um, the Sentai that it was based off of. Can't remember the name. Oh, yeah, that's one of my seasons. Go Busters, right. Tensumo Sentai Go Busters. I which loved. Sounds, which I, sounds weirdly similar to another franchise I'm passionate about. They, they actually, they actually, the morphers in GoBusters actually say it's morphin time. <laughs> it, that's really cool. But anyway, um, yeah. Back to the topic at hand. Don't want to get too tangenty. Um. So, the first thing I want to get into when it comes to actually comparing the two shows is the Rangers themselves. As a, as we already totally, went, totally different characters. Totally. From, in Jew Ranger, they're members of different tribes from the dinosaur era or something. 
And obviously in Mighty Morphin, they're teenagers. Teenagers with attitude. Teenagers with attitude. Alpha, teleport five teenagers with attitude. Like, Zordon, we should get professional military people. No, we need hormonal, stressed out teenagers to save the world from a demonic witch instead of getting people who are qualified. <laughs> I I love how in the first episode of Mighty Morphin, Alpha specifically says, Oh no, not teenagers! And, and Zora is just don't like... Don't tell... Don't say Zora not teenagers! And Zora is just... And Zora is pretty much just like, Bitch, get the teenagers. I hope they're not hormonally distracted. Uh, that will sure be inconvenient if, one, if two of the rangers develop a relationship and that gets conflict during these battles. What... Let's make sure the pink ranger is really attractive, and the and the the green ranger is also pretty attractive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. But anyway, as we said before, when it comes to story, you're better off watching Super Sentai, the Sentai, because it's actually a story. With Mighty Morphin, just kill today's villain. Yeah, Mighty Morphin is very much Monster of the Week. Whereas there is more of an ongoing story in, in Jew Ranger. But and with, Mighty Morphin, you, with Mighty Morphin, all you really need to do to get the story is Episode 1, Green with Evil, and Doomsday. Pretty, pretty much. I mean, later on in the second and third seasons of Mighty Morphin, the story gets more like a story because the command really center become, gets destroyed and everything. it becomes more serialized in season three yeah but we're gonna focus on season one because that's what Mighty Morphin is based on Jew Ranger so yeah. now as we said the rain now let's focus on the Rangers and Jew Ranger Geki is a prince Goshi is some sort of knight. Same with Dan. Boy is... It's a boy in Japan because it's a girl in America. Yeah. And that's another Sentai thing. Um, it's so convenient that he has a gender name of, name of the opposite gender it is in America. Seriously, look at... what It was so weird seeing... I always thought it weird seeing how broad her shoulders were when in co costume, and it made so much more sense to find out that it was a male actor in Japan. Definitely. Um, so, for those who don't aren't familiar, too familiar with the Sentai and Super Sentai, a lot of Super Sentai shows they had more male actors than in America, because in America. You had to have female representation. Hooray for diversity. Pretty much. And you'll notice in My Morphin, you have the white actor, you have the black actor, you have the Asian actor, you have the two females. 
You have a you have a floating head in a tube. <laughs> you have a floating head in a tube. You have the obligatory cool robot with annoying voice. You have a blue monkey in gold armor. Yes. And in uh, another, that's another thing they stole from uh, Kaku Ranger Ninja. I don't know what he was called in Japan. He was Ninja Man, which Ninja is a better name. Definitely. And his power-up was called Samurai Man. Okay, then. So, they didn't really think too deep into what this guy's name is going to be. So, that's one thing MMPR has in its favor. But that's past season one, so we won't really talk too much more about that. We'll talk more about that in, a, in another episode. But... When it comes to the introduction of the Green Ranger, they definitely did it in two completely different ways. They showed the same basic footage, because it's the same basic footage, but the story is completely different. The biggest difference is in Japan, he was evil because he wasn't on his own choice, but Tommy in America, he was evil because he was possessed. Yeah, in... Pretty much everybody's watched Mighty Morphin, I would assume. That if you're watching this, you've probably watched Mighty Morphin at some point. So, it's not much of a spoiler warning. For those of you who haven't seen Jew Ranger, spoiler warning, Burai is evil of his own choosing. And he ends up joining the team for... I actually haven't gotten that far yet, so... You probably won't know more about this than I do. I would say like five episodes after the team because they kill Omar. Well, what happens is the reason why he gets killed off is the green candle from Mighty Morphin that when it goes out, his powers go out. But in Japan, and the green candle goes out, Rurai goes out. He has, there's like this demon thing that's of a dimension that comes to him and tells him that he has to stay in this dimension to keep the candle from going out. And he would only like go to aid the rangers in emergencies, and that's why he's not looking. We have to limit he has to limit all, all the dimensions he goes on to himself from being dead. Alright. So, that's a thing. And I actually really like that idea. Of him being actually controlled instead of, oh, here's a, an obligatory spell that controls him for two episodes. Alright, so now when it comes to the Mighty Morphin Rangers themselves, their personalities are very stereotypical. Jason is the leader. Think of that as like a 90s sitcom with high schoolers. Jason is the leader. Billy is the stereotypical nerd. Uh, Zach is the go-getter. He's into hip-hop and dancing. And he does a lot of 
really weird fighting moves. He, he was always, always my favorite of the fighter. Or it's just because I always liked how he combined like dancing with fighting. Yeah. And then there's uh crap, what was what was Yellow Ranger? Training. Training, right. I'm, I'm having brain farts today, man. Um, like, her role was, Billy is, like, this, like, really smart guy, but Trini's, like, there to, like, translate, like, the over-complex science stuff to simple terms. Yeah, Trini's the nerd translator because she she's kind of the closet nerd herself, but she doesn't really let it out. And then, uh... And then you got Pink. Kimberly. Kimberly. I can't remember names today. Kit. And then you got Kimberly, the stereotypical pretty girl. I'm better than all of you. <laughs> Every 90s kid's first crush. Pretty much. And then you've got the Green Ranger, Tommy. And Tommy is probably the most popular character from MPR era, besides Jason. Yeah. Supposedly, he, supposedly the actor got paid the most. Supposedly, yeah. Jason David Frank is pretty much the most popular ranger besides Jason these days. I would say, like Tommy, especially in the comics where he becomes Lord Draken, Tommy is basically the face of the franchise. Definitely. And... Meanwhile, in Japan, meanwhile in Japan, we don't. Really really have, like, the main ranger that's in every single marketing. Yeah, in Japan, there is no ranger face of the series. I mean, in in the dinosaur series, because there's multiple dinosaur series in Japan, besides just NMPR and Dino Thunder. Like, four or five. And, uh, and uh, was the one that it was based on Koryuger. <laughs> Abba Ranger? Oh, uh, Kur- Koryuger, Abba Ranger, um, that new one where they're knights. Ryu, I Sol- forgot the Ryu name. Soldier. Yep. Uh, Which is going to be the next challenger season next year, hopefully, right. if things go right. On a side note, if Tokuger ever comes to America, they need to fix that robot. Honestly, I think they should just keep that and make and just so we can all make memes about it. There are already memes about it, but don't I don't think, think of think of a whole new generation of kid kids with that as a big inside joke. Growing up, hey, remember that show where the robot had a big robot? thing coming out, and it shoots enemies out of it, and remember where it was placed, huh? Well, I would call that the robot's cockpit. Pun intended. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. <coughs> Tokuger, by the way, is actually a really good series. It's fun. It's all about imagination. I- I, I like the... It'll do well in America because the, the, one of the 
big gimmicks of the show is the Rangers can switch each other's co- costumes, meaning then they all have like their individual number, meaning that you could take Bandai could take the figure of each Ranger, make like five different versions, and imagine all the toy sales that would get because hardcore collectors will have to buy five of each Ranger. Pretty much. It would pretty much be a Super Mega Force all over again with the keys. Oh, yeah. But, anyway. So, obviously in NPR, you got you, you, you got Jason, Billy, Trini, Zach, Kimberly, and Tommy. And then eventually, eventually Adam, Aisha, and Rocky come in as the replacement red, black, and yellow. Mm-hmm. And that's that's in the second and third seasons, which we won't talk too much about. We'll get to those in another episode. Okay. Like but, a Die Ranger comparison? Yeah. Um, now, let's move on to the Megazords, the robot. In Japan, he's called Daijujin. With Daijujin, yeah. I think that that translates to, like, god, dinosaur, something. Uh, I have the wiki pulled up right here, actually. Uh, let's see. Van Dort. Here we go. Um, Mecha Jew Ranger. Guardian Beasts. So that's what that's what they're known as in, in Japan. And the biggest difference between the Megazords is they're sentient beings in Japan. Meanwhile, in America, they're just robots. That and that's another pilot. big Sentai thing. Oh yeah, but... there's so many. Most of the seasons in America, the Zords are just robots that get piloted. But in Japan, a lot of them are like Transformers, where they're just robots that happen to be alive. Like uh, I know that was a very big thing in um, which one? Which one was RPM? <laughs> Goanger. Goanger, right. In Goanger, the the Zords actually talk. Like, they have their own voice and they After, talk to the Rangers. That was, like, a big thing missing from America. They had to even, like, cut out a lot of scenes in the Zord fights to, to, because in Amer- in Japan, the, 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 the mouths of the Zords would open. Yeah. And... It's the same. It's the same basic thing in Jew Ranger. They don't the the Zords don't really talk as much as their spirits do. If I remember correctly, they're like it's a it's like a godlike being when they're all co- combined with Titanus and the Dragon Zord. Yeah, or whatever. And, in Japan, they're actually pretty much gods, all the Zords. And for those who maybe don't remember or aren't as familiar with with Mighty Morphin, um, 
There is an episode in both the Sentai and Mighty Morphin where the Megazord, or the Robo, in Japan gets destroyed. <laughs> yeah. In in Mighty Morphin, it's literally the Megazord just gets destroyed. In are, are Japan... Are, are we talking Green with Evil or the or the Thunder Zords? We're talking we're talking about that that episode where Rita or Bandora they actually bring the Megazord back underground. And okay, the the, the... yeah. In Mighty Morphin, Rita literally just bring like casts a spell or something and makes the Megazord go 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 back underground for a couple episodes. In Japan, it's way more serious. The well, there, here's the same. The the Japanese series is I wouldn't say it's an adult series. There's more like the drama and the violence, and you take it. It's more serious when compared to Mighty Morphin, less lighthearted. Yeah, in in Japan, it's a way more serious affair. The gods of the Zords actually get properly mad at the Rangers and decide pretty much on their own that they don't want to help them anymore. If I'm remembering correctly. So, it's very strange. At least to me. It was when I first saw it. I originally watched Jew Ranger a couple of years ago. Before it was legally available. Over here. I I watched it when it was on YouTube for a period of time before YouTube copyright stuff started really kicking in. I, 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 I'll just say I got it. <laughs> I acquired it. <laughs> we all, we all do that. I acquired it. Oh, I know it. a guy who knows why. Um, I, I acquired it a couple of years ago. And I only got up to, like the Burai fight and then for whatever reason I stopped watching and so, so have you I'm, have you gotten like Bandora's backstory yet I don't believe so because yeah, it turns out she has a son and then the reason why she became evil is because her son was killed and so she sells her soul to the to Satan to become a witch Bandora for revenge Alright. And I'm not really that big into spoilers, so you can spoil anything. As m This is my opinion on spoilers, quick side note. This is my opinion on spoilers. It's not a spoiler until you see it for yourself. Oh, I, I would really watch Le look, at, look at leaks and thoughts stories to films before the film even comes comes out even even though um game the entire film spoiled like I knew everything about the rise of Skywalker before seeing it but even though I knew everything it was still a surprising experience because exactly. it's less about knowing what happens it's more about seeing the execution exactly 
And for me, it's it's a very superficial thing. If if you're quote unquote spoiled on on something, you don't know really the context in which that event happened until you watch it. Exactly. But anyway, don't want to get too much too more to more into a tangent. So that's that's the Megazord Robo comparison. Um, weapons. Let's compare the weapons. They're basically. Well, it's called the Halloween Cannon in Japan, and it's called the Power Blaster here in America. Yeah, and if we go back to the wiki, the sword is called Ryu Ryu Gekiken. Yeah, I forgot they had names in Japan, so there there's more stuff to remember in Japan. The the Black Ranger's axe slash gun is called Mothbreaker. That that's the only one I'm missing. The toyos. The, I need to get with a picture to make the cannon. The the uh, spear or lance is called the Tricara lance. The daggers are called the saber daggers, and the uh, bow and arrow is called the Terra arrow. And Burai's weapon is called Jurosoken. Which we all know as the Dragon Dagger here in America. Exactly. And then as um, Anthro Ranger said, it's called the Howling Cannon in Japan. Which is a much better name for a weapon in my opinion. (laughs) Because everything was just power sword, power lance, power dagger, power cannon. Pretty much. it's It wasn't very well named. I mean, a lot of the weapons got better names over time, but this was like season one when everything was just power. Pretty much. And when it comes to actually acquiring their weapons, I know in... I remember in Jew Ranger, the Rangers actually had to go on a huge ass quest to add a couple episode quest to actually get their proper weapons. That's the big. That's like a big difference between Rangers and Sentai. It's all just about getting to the point here in Power Rangers, get straight to the action. But in Japan, we want to like they want to like build up the story and just get stuff, get the weapons when it's necessary for the story, not straight away just for toy sales. Pretty much. In in America, it was very much Zordons just like, oh, you have weapons! And they pull them out of their asses. It In Japan, they go on a huge-ass quest that lasts a couple episodes. Two or three episodes. I think it was two, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. I haven't watched the Green Ranger since 2016. So, it's very, again, very more story-related. And if, as we said in the beginning, if you haven't watched Jew Ranger and you're very familiar with Mighty Morphin, 
maybe don't watch Jew Ranger because it, it will completely ruin my morphin for you. And if you love Tommy and you don't want to see see him die, yeah, yeah. I uh, I know some, I I know some I I know a person who refuses to watch Jew Ranger because she doesn't want to see Tommy die. Yeah, <laughs> I I. Personally, when it comes to sixth sixth rangers, um, Tommy is pretty much the go-to. Um, I, I I I would say he's the the good good like prototype of what they are, but I feel like we've gotten better ones like Quantum Ranger, Titanium Ranger, and oh yeah, when it, in my opinion. Tommy was a great template to build off of, but we've definitely gotten better Sixth Rangers. Like, even, um, I don't remember what it was called, but, it, um, whatever it was called in Lost Galaxy. The Magma Defender? Yeah, Magma Defender. Magma Defender I don't, was a very, I, very good character. I've never seen the Japanese version of Lost Galaxy Gigaman, but I, I, from what I know, it's extremely different. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure Gingaman is very is very um, focused on the actual Zords. I think they're called spirits in Japan. Uh, I could be completely wrong on that. I I haven't watched Gingaman either. I want to definitely. I have it, but I just haven't watched Lost, it yet. Lost Galaxy is my all time favorite season, so I feel like I need to watch it. Well, maybe we'll uh, have a uh, watch party over over Skype. I'll connect to my Plex server. Okay. But again, that's for another episode. All right. So that's the weapons. Um. So let's go over the other characters. In Jew Ranger, Rita is named Bandora. And as Anthro Ranger already pointed out, she has a son apparently, and he who gets killed, and she basically sells her soul. Because <laughs> that's what I'll do if I, if my kid gets killed. Oh, my son's dead. Oh well, I guess I'll get old, practice the occult, and kill people with dark magic. Pretty much, and the. In the very first episode of Jew Ranger, it is very, very different, actually. Um, whereas in the first episode of Mighty Morphin, it's just, hey, here's a space trash can. Let's open it up. Um, in Jew Ranger, it's pretty. It, it's the same footage, obviously, but there's a lot more of it. Um. Th- these astronauts go to this other planet, and planet. I think wasn't it like planet Nemesis. Yeah, Nemesis. They go to but planet, in America. Yeah, they go to planet Nemesis, and they find this container in in the sand or the dirt, and they're just like, "What the hell is this?" And they. Oh, act- Oh, look, an ancient device that has a pentagram on it. I wonder what will happen if we remove it. I'm sure no demonic entity is going to come out. And um, 
the Zordon equivalent in in this series. Sorry, the Zordon equivalent, I guess you could say, is the White Witch Barza, who starts off at the very beginning of the episode as a janitor. I distinctly remember it was like there's a scene where he's like work as a janitor, but then like his ear goes from a normal human ear to like an elf ear when he hears the fact that the door is released. Pretty much, yeah. His ear literally extends from his body. He listens up to the sky, and he's just like, "No, don't open that. You'll you'll release her." That ear scene is the pinnacle of special effects, and there will never be a special effect that tops that ear transformation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But obviously the astronauts can't hear Barza, so they release Bandora and and Ben Ben Bandora has her um I guess you could call her gang, who I, I are don't, who who are I don't called Japan. Who I, they're called Plepragchan, Finster, Bookback. I think that's Squat. Yes. Totapat. Babu. Yep. Lamy. Scorpina. Griffoser. Goldar. Yep. Kai. I don't remember. I think that's her son. And obviously we already went over the golems. They're the putty patrol. Yep. And we see more anim- in, in Japan. There's They never show in America, but there's like the stop motion scene where they're, where like they're clay models coming from the ground, which and was then, always like a cool and then that the, we never got. And then the top is called Dai Setan. Yep. That's like the demon she sells her soul to. And in Japan, he's called Lothor. In America, he's called Lothor. Yep. So that... So that's... And... Obviously, that's not what we... What we know them as in America. In America, they're... Rita... Goldar, Finster, Squat, Babu, Scorpina, and I think that's... I don't remember which ones I said. Yeah. So, and obviously in later seasons of Mighty Morphin, we end up getting Lord Zed. I am Lord Zed, supreme ruler of all that is good and pure. And... In Japan, there was no Lord Zed, <laughs> so he was, he, he was the original creation here in America. He was the first original villain character that's not stock footage. And yeah, without going too much into the second and third seasons, of Mighty Morphin, I really like Lord Zed. He's a very unique top end villain. Although, I really don't like what they ended up doing with him. <laughs> in supposedly, supposedly, what happened was some parent complained that he was too scary for their kids, so they had to tone him down. 
he's a villain. What do you expect? Uh, uh, and for some reason, Rita wasn't scary. Goldar wasn't scary. Well, Lord said he's a guy who had his flesh melted off. And apparently some parents thought that their kids can't handle a guy in a rubber suit. Oy. 90s parenting. But... It's, and, it, makes, it makes you wonder what would happen if, if Power Rangers first premiered today, if there will be the parent complaints, because Power Rangers was very like controversial with its violence back then. Yeah. I, I mean... If Power Rangers... Actually, that's another good topic for a podcast. So, we'll leave that for another episode. What would happen if uh, Power Rangers was just released today? We'll leave that for another episode. But, um... Alright, so let's go deeper into the plot of Jew Ranger. Jew Ranger... Drew Ranger's plot is very much a plot. <laughs> so, obviously we said in the beginning, the Rangers are all descendants of, 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 a, of a tribe. Or they're not descendants, they're all part of a, a certain tribe. Because what happened was they were, like, I think they were, like, frozen in suspended animation for centuries. Mm -hmm. And... In in that first episode, you actually see Barza use colored keys to unlock their their um, frozen animation doors and awaken them. And it's actually pretty cool. You see them with their arms crossed and and everything, with their weapons in their hands. They're and they're very heroic. They look so much more badass when compared to, like, the teenagers from Mighty Morphin. Oh, definitely. And even in um, Gokaiger, when you see them actually come back, they're very much treated like legendary warriors. Yeah, that was cool because they still had, like, their original costumes... Exactly. Which, again, topic for another episode, Gokaiger, but Gokaiger treated their legendary rangers like legendary rangers. But, anyway, back to the plot of uh, Jew Ranger. The rangers were all their own tribes, and they have very intricate backstories as we we already went over Burai, he Burai was the threat to Geki's throne or something. If I randomly fade out, it's because my battery's running a little low, so... Alright. So, we'll try to keep we'll try to keep this a little a little short. A little short. So, and... I love what they, from what I remember of Burai, I love what they did with Burai. <laughs> he he was honestly he, Tommy is, Tommy of course he's an awesome character, but 
as all the ranger ones he's taken, but in terms of the Green Ranger himself, Burai's so much better than Tommy. Oh, I I would agree. From what I remember, the Green Ranger character in Japan was built up so much better. It it this evil this evil ranger with with dragon powers comes up and and Geki remembers Burai and Burai remembers Geki so they already know each and other. I would imagine I would imagine he's a, he was a bigger deal in Japan because this is the first time there's been more than five rangers in Japan oh I actually didn't know that yeah, he was the first one. Yeah. Interesting. So now let's comp- let's do a quick comparison of other other things like the monsters in in Jew Ranger the monsters are treated like monsters. They're very much treated like a threat to the city. I think they were they were more comedic in Power Rangers when compared to Sentai. Oh, definitely! Like uh, that that pig one, the pudgy pig. I forgot what it was called. Yeah. For a lot of the classic Mighty Morphin monsters, I tend to remember their American names a little more. Uh, let's see. Let's see. No, that's that's not it. I'll look that up at some point and put it in the notes. But, um, in, for that specific episode, I remember in the Mighty Morphin, it was literally this pig going on an eating spree of all the town's food. And His mission was to get rid of their food supply. And, in Japan, I think it was a very similar mission, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, a lot of the, the monsters had the same mission on, on Earth compared to both seasons. It was just, I think they were more comedic in America and more menacing in Japan. Yeah, definitely. Because the whole situation was more menacing in Japan. Because, as we already talked about in the first episode, um... Bandora comes to Earth and she actually like clumps buildings together to make her base and actually says and Bandora's it, palace on it. And in America, Rita Repulsa, she wants she wants to take over the world, have political power, but in Japan she wants genocide. So there's like a bigger threat. Oh, definitely. And you can even you can even see it in the scenes where people are running are running about and everything. In Jew Ranger, the people are very obviously scared that like you would be if some 
omnipotent being started moving buildings around. Okay, and, we don't have we don't have a bulk and skull type character in Japan. There's no real like comic relief. Yeah, and also, I, I personally like how the Vulcan Skull. I really like their arc. <laughs> they actually have a character arc. They're the only real character arc in in the series. I would say Vulcan Skull is single-handedly the two greatest Power Ranger characters, and I don't mean that as a joke. I literally mean it. Yeah, they're. There's something. They go from bully to appreciative. Yeah. But the, we'll, like, we'll, yeah, we'll... We'll talk about that another time, but just know, Bulk and Skull, they're the OGs. And, and why does their theme song... Why does Bulk and Skull's theme song work so perfectly with Chris Chan? I've never thought about that before. Oh my god. But anyway, back to the, back to the monsters. Um they're called Dora monsters in Japan and they're very much treated more of a threat than they are in Mighty Morphin. As as we previously stated, they're treated in Mighty Morphin as more monster of the week. Oh, the Rangers have to defeat this have to defeat this this week. Uh, the the mon the monster is eating our food supply. The monster is trying to take over the amusement park. But uh, in Japan, they're usually in the same vein, but it's treated more as, hey, this is a threat to our society. So the rangers have to go take care of it. And in Japan, they're, they're allowed to, because I, I don't know if it's just the censorship it's different, but we're allowed to see like more damage in the city in Japan. Oh yeah, and definitely. In in America, in America, especially in the nineties, violence was very toned down. Um, you really couldn't show blood. Blood was completely off the table. Whereas in not just Jew Ranger, but yeah, a lot of sentai shot at a lot of Sentai series, the Rangers will actually, if they're unmorphed, they're, they will actually bleed, and you will see them. Have you ever, like, in Power Rangers, it's like they're getting like shot at, blown up, punched, but their per their skin is perfectly fine. Meanwhile, in Japan, like you said, yeah, in Japan they get bruised, they get actually physically beaten up, and and you see uh, cuts and scars. It's very much more realistic. Well, as realistic as you can get. Especially with the more modern seasons of Sentai. Um, realistic isn't really a term you would use. At this point, Sentai should just be animated. Pretty much. Especially... I I can see Tokyuger as an anime. That... That's, that series just felt like a anime that happened to be live action. 
But anyway, but that that's another good topic for a podcast. What what if uh, Sentai was was animated? But um, all right. Any any ending thoughts on on MPR versus uh, Jew Ranger? Of the two, what's your favorite? Well, Jew Ranger by Mighty Morphin. It's a good show if you're if Mighty Morphin. If you're going to it, never seen it before as an adult. It's hard to watch. It's one of those shows where, oh, I heard, this was so awesome when I was a kid. Oh, I have so many fond memories of this. But Mighty Morphin's one of those seasons where it has some of the best fight scenes in all of Power Rangers, but it has some of the weakest story of all of Power Rangers. But oh, definitely. There's... Without Mighty Morphin, we wouldn't have Time Force. We wouldn't have Dino Thunder. We wouldn't have all the seasons that keep us into this show. I mean... Uh... For those who don't know, we'll, I'll briefly touch on it. Turbo pretty much killed the series for a while. The reason why In Space had such a big budget and was like so well done is because the production team just assumed, "Hey, this is the final season. This show's going to end. Let's make it the best we can." Exactly, which is why at the end we actually see Zordon get killed off, and Rita you know, that getting redeemed. Pretty much, um, but we'll again we'll we'll talk about that in another episode. For me, I actually am a huge fan of Mighty Morphin. I I, I agree with you on the story. It pretty much has no story. It's pretty much just to sell toys. But it's it's a classic. It, without Mighty Morphin, um, you wouldn't have a lot of the structure of of the show that we. That that we that we see today, the general and even now the general structure is still is changing with the with more recent seasons. I mean, in um, not Beast Morphers, not Ninja Steel, but the one before that, Can't Dino remember. Charge. Yeah, Dino Charge. That's what I was trying to think of before. Um, yeah, in Dino Charge, just like in Koryuger. They actually had to go out and find the other rangers. Uh, Dino Charge was... I really liked that season because that was the first time we've ever had, like, ten rangers in one season. Yeah, and... Just so people know, that's another Sentai thing. Like, having more than six or seven rangers in a season. I mean, Decoranger in Japan... For those who don't know, Decoranger is SPD here in America... Uh, Decoranger in Japan had what, like 10, 11 Rangers? I mean, SPD technically had more because of the Ace Squad Rangers, but they, I don't really count like the villain Rangers as part of the team. But in Japan, we had, I think there were like one or two extra Rangers in Japan. I mean,. In Japan, there was not just whatever the Omega Ranger was called in Japan, but... In the final episode of SPD, we randomly got, like, this new Silver Ranger out of nowhere. I think she was a bigger part of Japan's Decker Ranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, and Cat Manx, she became, like, Orange Ranger br- briefly. I think that was a bigger... Oh yeah, the Japan. Cat Ranger was a bigger thing in Japan. I haven't seen all of Decker Ranger. I've only seen about half of it. 
but I do I do know that the uh, a lot of the Rangers that only got a one or two episode thing here here in America were a much bigger deal in, in Decca Ranger in Japan. And as far as I know, Boom the Orange Ranger that was well, he only appeared in like a dream sequence for like two seconds, but. I feel like that. I think that was an American creation because if you look at the helmet, it's like a reuse of the in space rangers. Mm. Uh, and um, so the structure is very much changing for Power Rangers in more recent seasons. It's Power Rangers is very much getting a revival these days. Well, because Hasbro just bought it, so we ex- expect a lot of new things in the in the near future. Oh, definitely. And where, whereas everybody knows the Disney era is kind of frowned upon in the, in the Power Rangers community, I'd say. I I would say in terms of the action figures and the toys, I feel like the Disney era that's with Overdrive the fact, and Mystic Force, those figures, the, the, they all, they always broke on me. So I feel like in terms of the quality of the products, that's when they were the weakest. But the shows, I feel like that's when they adapted the Sentai the most, like, directly in those seasons. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'll always love Ninja Storm. That was, like, one of the first seasons for me where I'm just like, wow, this is really cool. That was an awesome season back then. The the Navy and Crimson Rangers, they were awesome. Definitely. And they actually had a really nice arc to them. It's a nice story arc. Just like they did in Hurricaneger. That was that's a good example of villain rangers that were a lot of the times villain rangers tend to be like possessed or under a corruption spell, but the Navy and Navy and Crimson, they were like by choice. Sort of by choice. It's been a while. I don't. Re- I don't fully remember their story. Yeah, me neither. But we'll again. We'll go more in depth into the other seasons in in other episodes. But it, I'll always love Mighty Morphin, not just for nostalgia, but it's a very it's it's important. I think the fight scenes in Mighty Morphin are, are some of the best fight scenes in all of the franchise. Oh yeah, I would totally agree with that. When it, when it comes to the fight scenes, they're they're great. I mean, every everybody knows Tommy's signature fight noises. And back then, this was before they they could just like three D three D animate all the effects. This was when they had to get like actual stunt actors. Hmm. I mean, th- these days the. From what I've seen, I haven't seen all of Dino Charge, but I'm I'm looking into finishing it at some at some point, or actually restarting it because I don't really remember much. I I love the first half of Dino Charge, but the second half it it's less good. Yeah, and I've seen some of Ninja Steel. Ninja Steel is a, is pretty good from what I've seen. Same with Dino Charge. The first half of Ninja Steel was okay. It had some great ideas, but the second half, it just, it just, the effort wasn't as good. I mean, from what I heard, the huge ass crossover episode at the end did pretty well. 
that was a good episode. I, I enjoyed that for what it was, but it should have been an hour-long special instead of just a half an hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were... Like, we're never, they were planning up we're to never, that. Yeah. I mean, from what I know, they were planning up to that episode for a little while with hooded figure... with Wes in a hooded figure or something. Oh, it's not like Forever Redman in the Downstream where they actually, like, made part of the plot. Mm-hmm. So... And my phone is coming down, so... Goodbye. Alright, so... 